You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. You know, what a, what a week it has been. Christmas, celebrating Christmas, um, probably eating too much, day in, day out, eating too much, um, but celebrating and remembering Jesus. You know, I love this, this time of year, not just because it's a time to spend celebrating with family, but because we remember Jesus and his faithfulness to us as well. But New Year's Eve, you know, it's often equated with a time of new beginnings, a time to set new routines, a time to decompress, a time to move forward or the start of a, a new season. You know, maybe it's a, a New Year's resolution. You've resolved yourself that something's got to change. <laughs> maybe it's New Year, New Me. I'm reinventing myself this year. Or maybe it's New Year, New Gym Membership. Or maybe you're like me and you just sponsor the gym. <laughs> but I think at this time of year, we can become so focused on resolution, on change and on looking forward that we can miss celebrating, reflecting and remembering all the great things that God has done for us throughout the year, the weeks, the days, the month, the years prior, and how we have seen his faithfulness toward us. Now, I love that... Uh, last week that we did our cards of gratitude. You know, I thought it was an incredible time just to help us to focus around all that God has done for us and how we can uh, give gratitude to Him and thank Him for His faithfulness to us. You know, but this attitude of remembrance, this attitude of gratitude is something that we can take with us into the new year and beyond and make it a part of our regular lives. Because I think there's something powerful in taking the time to remember what God has done for us, to celebrate His faithfulness. But go even beyond that and mark what God has done for us throughout the year in a way that causes us to be able to remember it and not forget His faithfulness. You know, I think we can often not be the best at self-reflection. You know, maybe you are a very self-reflective person. Uh, maybe you keep a journal of your thoughts. If that's you, congratulations. But I know that I'm not one of those people. Because it can be easier to look ahead at what can be, what can be than it is to think about what has been. You know, maybe sometimes this is because it might bring up the things that we didn't accomplish but know this morning that God wants to strengthen us in our weaknesses. And despite how we might feel about ourselves, know that God is faithful, that he's always working and that he wants to strengthen us. So how do we reflect on God's faithfulness toward us? You now a question for us today is how do I, how did I experience God's faithfulness this year? Or how did we as a church experience God's faithfulness to us this year? So I think it's important to reflect on this so that we remember it. So our key scripture for today um, is out of Joshua chapter 4. And just to set the scene, we see that the people of God are on their way to walking into the promise that God has 
for them. You know, they've just been set free from being enslaved by the pharaohs for up to 28 generations. You know, along the way, they've come against some obstacles and sometimes the obstacles were even themselves. You know, as often we can be our own worst obstacle. But now they come to a fresh obstacle, the Jordan River. And you might think the Jordan River, maybe we'll just go for a swim. But you've got a whole lot of people. You've got, you've got some kids as well. They might not be able to swim. Floaties weren't invented yet. It's a big river. It was overflowing at the banks. You know, the historians, they say that it was more than 30 metres wide and it was more than three metres deep. And to get to where God was calling them to, they had to cross it. There was no way around it. They had to go through it. So God tells Joshua to get the priests to carry the ark of the Lord into the river. And as they do, the river parts for them. You know, what a moment. The river parts and they can walk across on dry ground. You know, the people, they're following God's direction. And what looks like a great obstacle is overcome through God's faithfulness to them. God's faithfulness in them following his direction. So after this, we pick up uh, this account in Joshua chapter 4 from verse 1. It says, When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan, carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These, stand, these stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Now we see the word memorials used in there a couple of times. And I think often when we think about a memorial, we can think about it remembering someone or something when maybe something bad has happened. But the context in the scripture, it means the act which brings God into honorable remembrance with the offerer. You know, a memorial to remember God's faithfulness. You know, the people, they'd experience God's great faithfulness toward them. You know, what an amazing testimony they have to share. One that we're reading today, a testimony of God's faithfulness. You know, and they could have just kept going about their journey walking into the land that God had promised them. But it was more important that they took the time to stop, to reflect and to mark the moment, to remember God's faithfulness. It was important that this moment didn't become lost in history. And to make sure that this didn't happen, God gave them an instruction to set up a memorial, a signpost, a waypoint that would remind and point them back to His faithfulness. So why is it important for us to remember and mark God's faithfulness toward us? Because we can have the most extraordinary thing happen to us, but life goes on. We can experience God's faithfulness in such an extraordinary way, but life goes on and we can come to forget that it even happened. You know, maybe it's like when you hear an incredible joke And then you get to work the next day and you're like, I've got the best joke to tell you. 
And you start and then, wait, it's, it's not going quite right. You're trying to recall it, but it just isn't the same as when you heard it. They're not laughing. They're just looking at you awkwardly. You've gotten it all muddled up. Because it might have been the best joke ever, but if you didn't write it down, you're probably not going to get it right. And we can try to remember how faithful God has been to us. But if we aren't deliberate about taking note of it, of sharing it with others, that it can become difficult to recall. Because it can be easy for me to say, God has been faithful to me. God has been faithful to me every day. But, you know, the specific examples, they elude me right now. But when God is faithful to me, I want to be able to remember it. I want to be able to share it. Because we as people, we can be quick to forget and quick to move on. But I don't want to forget God's faithfulness toward me. I don't want to forget God's faithfulness toward us. So what am I doing to ensure that God's faithfulness is not forgotten? You know, maybe an example is taking time to pray together with, with your family at the end of the day to thank God for what he did, to mark that moment in prayer. Writing, writing the moments down in the moment when you experience God's faithfulness. You know, for us as a church, we, we did this through writing cards of gratitude to our God. You know, around our miracle offering every year, we take some time to remember God's faithfulness before we step into what's next. We have the opportunity to submit praise reports of what God is doing to share them with the church. You know, in our connect groups, we can share testimony of what God is doing and his faithfulness. You know, I I believe that as a church, we're doing some of these things well, but there's always room for improvement because this isn't something that can just be left to chance. This is something that we need to be deliberate about, reminding ourselves and reminding each other of God's faithfulness passing on testimony of his faithfulness to those in our family and to those around us. So why is it important? You know, God has been faithful to me before and I believe that he'll be faithful to me again. But I don't want to forget that. You know, when the circumstances change, I don't want to forget God's faithfulness toward me. I don't want those around me to forget God's faithfulness toward us. I don't want the next generation to forget God's faithfulness. So I need to be intentional in remembering and celebrating God's faithfulness. And this happens in whatever mechanism of recall that is right in front of you. Because it stands as a reminder of God's faithfulness. Now, when we remember God's faithfulness, it helps us to trust in His instruction. Because God's faithfulness, it serves as a reminder that God is faithful to his promises, that his ways are perfect and that his direction is always the best direction. Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 20 says, The next time your child asks you, what do these requirements and regulations and rules that God our God has commanded mean? Tell your child, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt and God powerfully intervened and got us out of that country. He pulled us out so of there so that he could bring us here and give us land he so solemnly promised to our ancestors. That's why God commanded us to follow all these rules so that we would live reverently before God, our God, as he gives us this good life, keeping us alive for a long time to come. 
You know, the people of God, they had to create a memorial out of stone so that they wouldn't forget the importance of following God's instructions. By looking back and remembering God's faithfulness toward them, it creates a context of why God's way is the best way. You know, when I start to think that maybe my way, maybe my ideas are better, my remembrance reminds me that God was faithful to me when I followed his instructions. So maybe I should follow his instructions yet again. Why do I need to follow God's direction? Because he was faithful before. He's been faithful to me and those around me time and time again. So therefore, I will follow his instructions. We need to remember God's faithfulness in the big and the small things. You know, we can look back across the year. You know, the years are long. And we can miss the small because we're so focused on looking for the big things. But if we take a moment to mark God's faithfulness toward us each and every day in the moment, then we'll see the small. We'll see the small seeds that are being planted. You know, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You know, the small moments of faithfulness, they matter because they build our trust in God. You know, we, we had the, the pleasure of driving late Christmas Eve and it was very rainy, very windy um, and there were a lot of trees on the ground. And that's never a nice feeling when you're driving in the dark and trees can jump out at you. They normally stay at the side of the road, but this day there were sometimes some in the middle of the road. Um, but I can thank God for his faithfulness that we had safe travels. That even when my concentration wasn't great, um, this, uh, thank God for ABS, right? Um, I was so busy focused on the trees that there was a giveaway sign. And thank God for ABS because I thought, no, it's all, it's all good. We stopped. We stopped in time before the line, the dotted line. You know, a, a corporate example for us as a church is in the small things that when the community pantry started, that our team of volunteers, that when they saw one or two people coming to collect food on a Friday, that they weren't discouraged, but they marked that moment as God's faithfulness. That God, you spoke and called us to do this. So if these are the two families we're serving today, God, you're faithful in this. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. You know, we can trust God is faithful and remember his faithfulness in the small things so that we can grow to trust in the bigger things. You know, Lamentations 3, verse 22 to 24. Um, this isn't a lament. It might be the only moment in Lamentations that's not a lament. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. You know, God is faithful to us each and every day. He's faithful in our salvation. He's faithful in giving us the grace and empowerment to live our lives. Faithful that his mercies never cease. His mercies never cease. 
You might know the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. I won't sing it for you, but it's very popular in the hymnals. (laughs) We don't use them anymore. But the writer of Great is Thy Faithfulness about this song, he wrote, My income has not been large at any time due to impaired health in the earlier years, which has followed me on until now. Although I must not fail to record here the the unfailing faithfulness of a covenant-keeping God and that he has given me many wonderful displays of his providing care for which I am filled with astonishing gratefulness. You know, this reminds us that God not only works in dramatic and miraculous ways, but also in simple, everyday ways. It also reminds us that Jesus has never failed us in the past. So we have no reason to doubt his faithfulness in the future. Now, a question for us is, how is God faithful to me in my everyday Remembering God's faithfulness keeps us faithful in future seasons. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. You know, each day God continues to fulfill his promises to us. He continues to work in our lives and we continue to put our trust, to put our faith in him and follow his direction for our lives. Because remembering God's faithfulness keeps us faithful in future seasons. You know, the context of this next scripture that we're going to read is that Paul, in his letter to the church in Corinthians, reminds the church about how God's people, when they were walking in the wilderness, that even after seeing great victory, and deliverance, tried to go about doing things their own way. And it also serves as a reminder for us today. Now remember, this is Paul speaking, not me. If you have a problem, you can, you can take it up with Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 to 12. These are all warning markers, danger, in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They at the beginning we at the end, and we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. Now, remembering God's faithfulness, it grows God confidence, not self-confidence. Now, in Joshua chapter 4, the memorial that the people of God set up was to remind them that it was God who parted the river, not by anything that they did, except trust and follow his direction. You know, the story didn't change. To remember that time that we crossed the Jordan River? Remember that time we parted it? Do you remember? Because the marker of his faithfulness reminds them, remember what God did when we trusted in him. Remember what God did when we followed his direction. This is cultivating God confidence. God, I remember when you were faithful, so I know that you will be faithful again. 
God, it wasn't by anything that I did, but God, it was by your providence and by your faithfulness and by your direction. Now, when we remember God's faithfulness, it creates pathways for others to walk in it. Joshua chapter 4, verse 6 said, We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? The stones are a reminder of God's faithfulness. The same reminder for us serves as a reminder to those that come after us. We say, remember what God did when we trusted in Him. But when we mark God's faithfulness, the future generations will remember it as well. But how will they know if we don't tell them? Judges chapter 2, verse 10. It says, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things He had done for Israel. And in contrast to Timothy chapter 1 from verse 5, it says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You know, this is significant. Because perhaps... Not recalling God's faithfulness meant that the next generation did not know or remember to trust in God. So in the book of Judges, God's people kept doing it the hard way because they tried to do it their own way, persistently facing challenges. But we see God's faithfulness even in that. That God continued to be faithful sending judges and kings to deliver them and point them on the right direction. But despite this, they kept forgetting his faithfulness toward them. They kept forgetting to remember God's faithfulness. And in contrast, in Timothy, his mother and his grandmother, they must have spoken about God's faithfulness to each other. They must have spoken about God's faithfulness to Timothy so that faith could be built. You know, faith just doesn't appear out of nowhere. Faith is built by remembering God's faithfulness, by trusting in God. You know, recalling God's faithfulness to you, recalling God's faithfulness to us can have a great impact for the generations to come. Because how sad would it be if the faithfulness that we've experienced from God died out with us? You know, we're called to pass it on to the next generation. Remembering God's faithfulness spurs us on to action. You know, we carry on the remembrance of God's faithfulness and use it to spur us on to action and deed to see the great commission fulfilled. You know, to Timothy, it said, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You know, because of those who have gone before us, those who shared God's faithfulness with us, we can fan into flame the gift of God which is in us. By hearing stories of His faithfulness. You know, who has gone before you? And how was God faithful 
to them. You know, if you're the, the first generation in your family standing in church today, well done. And you get to blaze the trail for the next generation. Now, don't underestimate how important that is. You're changing the entire trajectory of your family's line. But if nobody went before you, remember that Jesus went before all of us. Jesus has gone before all of us. He did what we couldn't do. He lived a sinless life and he died on the cross in our place so that we can inherit eternal life. None of this because of our own confidence, but the confidence that we can have in God, our Father. Now, God's faithfulness for those before us and God's faithfulness to us gives us the God confidence to believe for greater and to move forward in action. Now, in Psalm 126, we see a people who have seen God do great things, a people who have experienced God's faithfulness and bringing about restoration. And in Psalm 126 verse 4, they say, God, will you do it again? And now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. Similarly for us, when we recall God's faithfulness in the past and we are spurred on to action, knowing that what He says will happen, we can declare, God, will you do it again? God, will you be faithful again? I have a confidence in you that isn't in myself to know that you will do it again. God, you've been faithful before and God, I know you will be faithful again. So how do we remember God's faithfulness? You know, each stone builds a greater picture of God's faithfulness for us. You know, for us individually, but also for us as a church. My encouragement to you today is to create your own stones of remembrance. You know, for yourself, pray together with your family or your friends and thank God for what He is doing now, for what He is doing today. Take time each day to remember God's faithfulness. You know, maybe you need to write it down. You know, just throughout the weeks, throughout the days. It's like, how was God faithful to me? How is God, was God faithful to my family. You know, maybe you need to create a physical memorial of God's faithfulness. Maybe it's a piece of art. Maybe it's a scripture that you put up in your house. Maybe it's a note that you leave yourself somewhere. You know, my mum, we love my mum, but she put scriptures everywhere. And she also came up with acrostic poems. And if you're listening, Mum, we, we do love you, but maybe not the acrostic poems. <laughs> but what it did is that it reminded us of God's faithfulness. You know, I, I will never forget hanging up in the toilet, Paul's pert plan. It's, I, I don't even know what it means, but something to do with things that are praiseworthy and excellent and etc., etc. It's an acrostic poem. But these were memorials that were made to remember God's faithfulness toward us. And I think what's important to note is that 
the way that you remember God's faithfulness needs to work for you and it needs to work for your family. How is God calling you to remember His faithfulness so that you won't forget it, so that you'll keep coming back to it and remembering what He has done and have a God confidence that He will be faithful into the future. Now for us as a church, can I encourage you to share the good things that God is doing in your lives? You know, our praise reports, they're not just a form that you submit on the computer, but it provides us an opportunity to share God's faithfulness with the church, to share God's faithfulness with each other. You know, in our connect groups as well, share what God is doing in your life, no matter how insignificant you might think it is. Every moment of God's faithfulness is significant and testimony is powerful. And through this, we will tell of God's great faithfulness to ourselves, to each other and to the future generations. Now, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5 again. I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So my encouragement for you, for each of us today, is that as we cross the threshold into 2024, it's time, we need to take time to reflect on how God has been faithful to you, how God has been faithful to us, to be deliberate in marking these reflections for our future selves, for each other, for our church community and for your family. That we would be able to declare, God, you were faithful before, will you do it again? With such a strong confidence, such a strong faith in reflecting in God's faithfulness. Let's pray. God, we're so thankful for your faithfulness toward us. God, I thank you that in every day that you are moving, that in every day that you are working in our lives, that you are working in this church. God, I pray that you would bring back to our remembrance the times that you have been faithful this year. God, I pray that as we head into the new year, that you would mark 2023 as a year that you were faithful. God, that you would build a God confidence within us. God, that if there is any self-confidence in us, we ask that you would tear that down and that we would be confident in you and you alone. God, we thank you for your faithfulness in 2023 and as we walk into this next year. God, we ask, would you do it again? Would you be faithful to us? Would you give us the faith to believe for more? More in our lives as individuals, more in our families and more in this church. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. What a message. What a message to finish off 2023 with. Well, there's only one thing that I need to correct from the message though. Was anyone confused at why the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, was helping Bevan while he was driving? Anti-lock braking system for those who don't know anything about vehicles. Not the, not the ABS. 
Well, before we finish today, I, I just want to take a moment. Maybe, maybe you've come to church today and you don't, you don't have a relationship with God. You don't know Jesus personally. You could be watching online this morning. The truth of the matter is for all of us today that God sent Jesus because He loves us. He loves His created, created humans. He loves us so deeply. And I don't want you to head back out into, you know, this last day. I don't want you to head into 2024 without having the opportunity to respond to Jesus, to accept God's forgiveness. If that's you today, in a moment we're going to pray a prayer. It's a prayer of confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day. This is your moment to come into relationship with God. So if that's you today, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer after me. The whole church is going to join us. If you're online, please pray this prayer as well. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised him. I surrender my life to you. I choose to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.